Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I am Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services at Northwest. And today's guest is a graduate student at Northwest. She is from Omaha, Nebraska, originally, and graduated in 2019 with a degree in communication science and disorders. She likes to volunteer at the nursing home, and I'm pretty sure she loves her cat. Join me in welcoming Samantha Cress. How's it going, Sam? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're good. Um, So on our podcast, uh, we like to start with kind of the career path. And if you're a student, don't don't despair because you still have a path. Your path may be a little shorter than some of the people that we talk to, but you still have a path. So uh, one of the first questions I like to start with is, uh, can I call you Sam? First of all, that works. (laughs) It's easier for me to say Sam than Samantha. Um, Sam, what was your very first job? And before you answer that question, uh, I like to define job as you had to be paid and it had to not be, you know, your parents paying you for chores. It had to be, you were paid by someone to do a job, someone other than your parents. All right. So I got my first job when I was 16 and a half. I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. I say a half because I was the oldest child growing up and my mom was like dead set on you get a job the second you turn 16. And I obviously didn't do that. So I just remember one day she was like nagging me, nagging me, nagging me. So I sat down and I like applied to like all the glamorous places that 16 year olds apply to like Burger King, McDonald's, Taco (laughs) Bell. But I ended up getting hired at Subway, which I was super excited about because that meant no grease. (laughs) So I started there when I was about, um, yeah, 16 and a half. And I ended up working there for five years across two states. Yeah, I stuck with it. (laughs) So did you, when you say you sat down and applied for those jobs, did you Mm -hmm. do it online? Yes, I did. I would go to the website, um, scroll down, find the careers button, um, created my, probably my first resume, my first decent resume. I'm sure I had to like create one probably in like the eighth grade or something when I had no idea what I was doing, but (laughs) Yeah, and that's um, how I got there. I worked about uh, 10 minutes from my house. It's a huge wake-up call, actually, that first job. So what was the, yeah, what what do you remember? What was the first thing you remember that kind of surprised you or that was memorable about that job? The W-2. Yeah, (laughs) I had no idea really what that was. And I just remember my boss at the time, it was like my first day, handed that to me. And I was like, all right, well, I have no idea how to fill this out definitely filled it out wrong had very little taxes taken out for a year but um besides that like the first like learning curve was probably um one dealing with customers dealing with angry customers who are mad at you over a sandwich when you're 16 and then probably my coworkers as well when you're working with someone a lot older who has that life experience i did work with a lot of college students actually just hearing their stories was surprising like it helped me grow up I think I would definitely like lived in a bubble <laughs> um, when I was younger. So my first job introduced me to the real world. And it definitely took me a second to, I know it's just making sandwiches and it sounds weird, but it took me a second to really like catch on and get good at the job. But by the end of the five years, you know, I could make a ham sandwich in like 10 seconds. Got really so, good at it. 
So when you say five years, uh, that if you were 16, I'm assuming, so you also worked at Subway when you went to college. Mm -hmm. I transferred to uh, a location just like a minute from campus. So I would just walk and it was a really good part-time job just because um, I didn't work very many hours. It wasn't like it was stressful. I just needed a little bit of money to like buy food and do fun things. But you could get free sandwiches, right? Yeah, I, that was one of the reasons I didn't starve for a while, too. <laughs> Good tip for college students. Working yeah, fast seriously. Yeah. So why did you choose to go to Missouri State? I mean, Omaha to Missouri State doesn't seem like a real intuitive path to me. No, it's uh, very random. I got asked that question a lot. I hardly ever met. I think I met one person from Omaha ever when I was there. But anyway, um, so I decided I wanted to go out of state. Like I wanted to get out, like try something new. It's not a very exciting story, but I basically just started looking up schools. Like I had like a whole list of just random, random schools. Some of them were just really weird. Like there was one in Connecticut. My parents were like, no, you're not going to go to Connecticut. But they did like the idea of Missouri State. So we uh, drove down there and did a tour and we uh, really, really liked it. Also, my major at the time was communication science and disorders with a focus in speech language pathology and they have a very very good program for that they have a really big program for that they have um actually like an on-site clinic that's free to the community and then like graduate students actually serve as the therapists or the pathologists we toured that really liked it i mean that career path didn't end up being for me but at the time you know so and then i really liked the area as well but I mean, it actually, I did go back and forth at the end there. I did almost go to UNO. I was like inches away from going to UNO, had the dorm deposit paid and everything. But then I was like, no, I'm chickening out. And then went and did it anyway. And I'm glad I did. It was a good experience. So how did you end up at Northwest as a graduate assistant? You know, Springfield, Missouri State to Northwest Missouri State. I guess I just love Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. It's a good state. Can't stay um, away. I guess not. So I, this whole past year, I've kind of had like my year off and it wasn't exactly fun. I had to, you know, move back home after being on my own for four years and it was, it was tough, but graduate school has like always been in the back of my mind for like the past year. And I've been again, looking at a bunch of different programs. So earlier when you mentioned that I uh, volunteered at the nursing home, that's always been something I've gone back to. Cause I, de- when I did the book club and volunteered there, I worked with the recreational therapist, which leads to my major here. So recreational therapy, um, it's a very interesting major. Not a lot of schools offer it. So I was kind of on a search for like finding a school that offered it. And like the second I saw that Northwest did, I was like, well, that's perfect. You know, it's only two hours away. I didn't want to move as far away again. And then I've actually been here a couple times before because I've had friends. It's pretty common, you know, from Omaha to have people go here. So I had seen the campus before. And I mean, I always thought it was really pretty. And then um, it's also not very costly at all, which I really appreciate. So I started looking into the program here, um, emailed about it, got a response right away, learned more about it, and then applied, got in, and then started as soon as I could. So talk to me, let's go back a little bit to the year. So you graduated in 2019 with your bachelor's degree, Mm -hmm. and then you're starting, you started in the summer of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. With your master's. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that gap year. Did you have any plans? What were you trying to do? What have you gained? What knowledge or skills have you picked up? Uh, What was valuable that you gained out of that gap year? 
So the gap year started off uh, just saving money for graduate school. I knew graduate school was kind of like the end all. Um, I moved back to Omaha with a dollar to my name. So I <laughs> started from the bottom and like, going up. So I worked at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Springfield um, when I eventually like, moved on for Subway. And I had another job in there too. I'll probably mention at some point that's more closely related to my major. So yeah, I moved back to Omaha. I transferred stores again. Uh, got hired on as a bartender actually because I had just started doing that in Springfield. Um, so that was like the primary thing I did. I worked all the time, which was something I wasn't really used to. I was uh, more part-time during my undergrad and I was like, well, now I have nothing to do. So I learned a lot about what it's like to work full-time and not have school because I had, I've always had school. I did the traditional four-year path, um, graduate high school, go to college, so, I mean, I, would, I was always used to, you know, having homework, kind of having those deadlines, having that like student lifestyle and not having that was a lot different. It was, it was hard for me, actually, especially just working at Buffalo Wild Wings after I graduated wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, to like be honest. And people, you know, would ask me, you know, like, basically, what are you doing with your life? You know, and I'm like, and I'm serving and I'm like, I don't know. I'm bringing you food. <laughs> food yeah. Um, but I did, I, I learned some good skills too. Like what Just, specifically? Give me a s- couple really tangible skills. Um, so bartending and like relationship building and like learning about people oof, is a huge thing because when you work at like a fast food place, you know, you do have your people that come in a lot, but they're just in out. People, when they sit down at like a bar, they want to sit there and they want to talk to you. And so I learned a whole bunch about people's lives, probably got just more involved in people's lives. Like I just, I remember one time giving a regular, like a ride to like go pick up her car or something because she needed one. So stuff like that, like relationship building, customer service, um, working in a stressful environment for sure. Oh my goodness. They're just Super Bowl. That was always a fun day. Uh, It was just like, you know, you're going to be there for 12 hours and you know, people are never going to stop ordering like drinks and food. It's never going to stop. So just working in that like fast paced environment. And then again, working or like having those like angry customers and stuff. I've always been someone that like struggled with that. I hate criticism. So that kind of helps me too, because I've always kind of been the person that like tries to like aim to be perfect. And, you know, you're going to make like simple little mistakes in a restaurant job, especially. And sometimes people, they just, they're going to let you know, they're going to let you know that you messed up, that they're, that they're mad. So just dealing with that too. And just like taking criticism too, for something, you know, small, like a chicken wing from a complete stranger. So I've definitely improved in that aspect too. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting like gap year. I I wouldn't say it's like super productive, but I did end up getting into graduate school and figuring that out too. So I'm interested. We have a lot of students who come in, you know, you mentioned your, your major, you decided you figured out that that wasn't the Mm -hmm. path for you. And we have a lot of students who will come in the office and they're freaking out about that. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't, you know, this isn't the right job for me. What do I do? So what was that process like for you of, you know, you're in this major and you like it, but you realize that's not the career path for you? Yeah, so that was hard. Um, so I was probably like beginning of junior year where you usually like really delve into your major classes that I was like, I'm not sure. So I did go back and forth between uh, changing majors and uh, looking back, I almost 
wish I would have. But then again, I mean, Missouri State doesn't even offer the degree I'm getting now. But I was looking at it, trying to figure out the timeline of that. And I'm like someone who likes to get things done. And it was, you know, you're probably going to go to school for another year, year and a half if you do that. So I decided to stick with it. Um, decided to like finish as strong as possible. Um, but I did like lose interest very quickly. And what was hard about my degree was it's such a specific degree that I mean yes I have my bachelor's but it's hard for me to like necessarily find a job with that because it's more of a pre-professional degree than anything it's even listed I think under like as a pre-professional degree Um, because the whole point is you get that degree so you can go to graduate school and then get your master's so um, the end of that story is you know I decided to stick with it but looking back you know if you are deciding that this might not be for you, I would definitely recommend to explore other options. And I wish I too would have reached out to my career services department, my advisor more, because, you know, you guys are the ones that can really help give people that direction and help them figure out, you know, how that, like how their path is going to change and such. But I would always do like stuff on, on my own more so than really like reaching out to you know, professionals at the school. So it was, it was tough, but I'm glad I did finish the degree. I did get it in four years and I like the path that I'm on now. And I do have a good undergrad for the degree I'm getting now. It's helped a lot already in my classes. What made you, communication science and disorders is also pretty specific. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's more like a pre-professional degree. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I hadn't really heard of it until I'd been working for at least a decade. So tell me how you decided upon that path in the first place, maybe from high school or or growing up. Yeah, that all kind of goes back to um, the volunteer work I did at the nursing home as well. And then uh, my dad works at the same nursing home. So uh, we have like a decent amount of like healthcare workers in the family. Uh, My mom works for a corporation. She's not a fan of it. So, but my dad loves his job. So we've always kind of been pushed more towards working in a healthcare setting. My sister is actually getting her BSN at the moment. So um, basically I was, again, sitting down thinking about what jobs are there in the healthcare settings. I mean, you've got like your physical therapist, your occupational therapist, nurses, doctors, knew I didn't want to be a doctor. And then um, you got your speech language pathologists. So I learned more about it. I did some shadowing and uh, it was an interesting major to me. Um, It's a great service. It's amazing what they can do. I mean, you bring someone back from, you know, not after a stroke, hardly being able to speak to, you know, being able to like communicate with their family again. So I, uh, that's kind of how I ended up there as well. I just realized There's a lot more medical side of it, a lot of dealing with swallowing, actually. That's um, a big part of it, and that's just not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And then the other aspect is a lot of them uh, work in schools as well, and um, working in a school is not really for me either. So what's the career path? Your recreation is your program now, so what's the the goal, the dream job when you're done with that? So... um, I'm in recre- uh, the recreation major, and there's, I think, two different degrees you can get in it. Uh, there's like a, a parks one more so, and um, I'm in therapeutic recreation. So therapeutic recreation is basically 
using um, leisure to help rehabilitate and increase well-being. And recreational therapists, they're employed in nursing homes as well. Um, a lot of outpatient programs, um, rehabs, stuff like that. So basically you're uh, working with people, getting them out into the community, um, helping them you know, be more social, uh, maybe remediate like a deficit they've had, like help with like range of motion in the hand by playing catch, like more simply put. So um, eventually, like after I get my master's, I'm going to sit for what's called the CTRS exam, Certified uh, Therapeutic Recreation Specialist exam, uh, hopefully pass. And then um, I get that credential and then look for jobs as a recreational therapist. So would that be in That's a hospital plan. setting, a nursing home setting? Um, I They're all over the place. I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards nursing home or uh, maybe like a rehab facility or mental health facility, maybe working with like adolescents. I always thought I wanted to work with the elderly, but um, just kind of getting deeper into the classwork. Uh, mental health and adolescence is also very interesting to me. So you're, you're the graduate assistant for career services. So you mentioned, you know, you wish you would have interacted more with career services. Did you mm-hmm. interact with them at all as an undergraduate no. and go to career day? That's funny. No. Most of us that work in the office did not. We are zero for yes. four. Yeah. We are here now because we do not want you to repeat our mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do as we say, not as we did. Ooh, actually, deep memory. I think freshman year in one of my seminar classes I think I did go to some sort it was some sort of career something I don't think it was career day I think it might have been like by school I think it was maybe like a business fair career sort of thing I think I stayed for like a whole 10 minutes so there you go (laughs) so tell us how you a lot of a lot of students are interested in finding a graduate assistantship mm-hmm. uh, or getting that type of support for grad school. So tell us about your process because you weren't from Northwest, so you had no contacts to reach out to. So tell us how you discovered this position. Um, I discovered it on the website. Um, I had a good idea of like what a GA position was from my undergrad because we would always have graduate students come in and talk to us. A lot of them worked as GAs at Missouri State and they would always recommend doing it. So yeah, I did find you guys on the website and I did want to share if like to give some advice. So when I was an undergrad, I always thought if you're working as a GA, it has to do like, you're going to have to work for the department, your degrees in, it's going to have to have something to do with your degree. Like that's how it works. That is not true. So if anyone out there uh, wants to work as a GA, I just recommend um, applying for a bunch of them. Now there were some that they did want a specific degree. I think there was like, there was a recreation one actually, but they wanted you to like rock climb or something. And I was like, so uh, yeah, so I applied to two. Um, I was checking back like all the time because when I first started looking, there were none. And then um, every couple weeks, like usually one or two more would pop up and then they would go away. I found this one first and then I can't exactly remember what the other one was that I applied for. I think it was, wasn't human resources, but anyway. Um, So yes, a piece of advice, it doesn't necessarily have to do with your major. And what is interesting too, I know you Hannah told me that you guys kind of decided to hire me based off of, 
I wouldn't want to say random background, but that I was like fresh blood and that, you know, my degree was like something different. And I actually thought initially that that was going to hinder me in the process. I thought there was a good chance I wasn't going to get the position because I didn't necessarily have that business or like that education background. And I've really never done anything like this before, but I was really surprised to learn that that actually helped me. So, um, yeah, my process for that. That's a super great insight. I think often if you're young um, and don't have a lot of experience with different areas, it can seem like if you're different that you're not helpful or you're not qualified. But in reality, once you get to a certain point, I think not qualified or out of the box or unusual is actually really, uh, it's a good attribute to have. So I always encourage students, if you have something, a a skill that's kind of stands out from your area, if you're an ag student who knows how to code, or if you're an ag student who knows how to write, like leverage those extra skill sets, Mm -hmm. because that can definitely help you in the job search. When I applied for this job, I almost didn't apply because I never did an internship as an undergraduate. So it's like, how can I tell people to do internships? But part of the job- Travis is is zero for two. Yeah, zero for two. (laughs) But a lot of it, it was the website management, which I'd done at my two previous jobs, public speaking presentations, which as a recruiter, that was all I did basically. So I had 75% of the qualifications they were asking for, and I would took a chance. And, you know, I think that that fresh perspective that you mentioned, you know, that not only Mm -hmm. works for GA positions and student positions, but for full-time sometimes too, you don't have to have a hundred percent of the wish list. If you have 75 and you really have those 75%, that's that's enough sometimes. So that's a really good point. Cause that's what I was always scared about too. Just even applying to graduate school in general, like, Oh, if I don't check all of these boxes, then, you know, there's like no chance of getting in. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it comes from is even if the jobs that you did don't necessarily match up with the job that you want, you still gain different skills, a whole bunch of different skills in different areas that you can apply um, to what you're doing. And I kind of see that now, just kind of trying to figure out this GA and getting started and stuff too. I'm not as lost as I thought I was going to (laughs) be. Well, being a bartender, talk about that's the ultimate customer service experience. So anything customer based, (laughs) that's a good background to have. So talk to us about some of the work that you're doing as the graduate assistant in career services. Yeah, kind of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's been kind of a super weird start, uh, just having to start remotely. So when I first started, uh, Jill just basically sent me a bunch of fun assignments. I did a lot of data stuff for her. Um, I One of my favorites was looking for the, the placement data, doing a lot of like Facebook stalking, LinkedIn, all that did that for a while. Yeah, I did a lot of research too, because we've been trying to navigate um, how we're going to, you know, work career day and stuff. So started off just looking for like softwares when we were still back thinking we needed a software. And then just kind of like compiling research, research on Zoom, research on how virtual career day is going to work, stuff like that. Oh, handouts, doing a lot of handouts, just kind of all over the place. I basically, you know, do what Jill wants me to do and or wherever I need to be. What's the most surprising thing you've learned so far? You've worked here. So uh, you've been the GA for two and a half months now, going on three months, right? Yeah. Okay. So what's the most Hmm. surprising thing in the first three months? Most surprising thing. So like this is super vague, but like the job wasn't what I thought it was really going to be at all. 
And that was, that's probably like the most surprising thing in general. I honestly don't know what I expected. It's kind of funny, actually, when I first was telling people I got this, especially my parents were like, oh, what are you going to be doing? And I was like, yeah, I don't know (laughs) exactly. Um, So it wasn't really what I expected, but I do like how even only being two months in, I do feel like I'm able to like have like a contribution to like what you guys do. And uh, just kind of, you know, like be that helping hand, like aid in the different projects and such. And uh, that was kind of like surprising to me more so too. I don't know if I expected more like front desk work, like filing papers. I don't know, but I didn't know I would like kind of be treated like as that part-time like staff member, you know, like go to the staff meetings and stuff like that. I really do enjoy that. And uh, just kind of like being able to feel like, you know, I do like I mean, I do really work for the department, but just kind of like I work, you know, closely with you guys as like full-time staff members. So that was kind of like surprising as well in a sense. Yeah, we always treat our GA like the fifth full-time staff member. And yeah, it's because we're elite, you know, when you only have four, then another mm-hmm. another set of hands is, is appreciated. So, Oh, and then one more surprising thing too that just popped into my head. Very surprising, like all the different things that the career service department does, like all the different like things you're like, like behind like not just even like the events that you do but just like the internships uh like you do travis um stuff like that was like surprising as well just kind of all the data collection that you guys have to do and report and stuff like that the resume critiques like so on and so on so like you just you guys do a lot like you i think you like provide like a really good service to students because again i didn't really ever reach out to career services at missouri state so i didn't really have an idea of like all that they do And it's a lot and it's very helpful just even seeing too, like all the people that were placed, even like during the shutdown back in the spring and stuff like that. It was very impressive to see all the people that were still able to find jobs anyway. And that, you know, career services helped with. I think that was encouraging to all of us, Mm -hmm. right? Like it seems like everything was, everyone was struggling, you know, people were being let go, but at the same time, as you're combing through, as you're talking to students, like people were still getting jobs, people were still mm-hmm. getting hired. And that was so encouraging to us and to our office, I think. Yeah. Cause it, it's tough. Cause like no one's really ever been in that, you know, scenario before. And I would, you would think too, it'd be hard to get a job. That's what I would assume. All right. So one last question for you, and this is going to be interesting. We ask this of everyone, but I think you might be the newest Bearcat that gets asked this question. So are you ready? Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what does it mean to you to be a Bearcat? Oh, that is kind of tough. I think I actually answered that for the website Um, because I, I mean, I've been working remotely. I don't really know a lot about the campus yet, but what I can say is I think you, we definitely have like being a student, where the faculty definitely care. I would, um, the professors I've had just over the past three months, I just feel like they've like almost cared more or just been like more reachable, giving me like better feedback than like I ever saw in my undergrad. And then I think it also means just like opportunities, especially the uh, profession-based learning uh, that Northwest pushes. Uh, We didn't have that so much at Missouri State. And internships seem like such a common thing here and that wasn't as common at all and so um i think the opportunities that are provided for internships for that profession-based learning i just feel like there are a lot of like opportunities here i don't know that wasn't very coherent but (laughs) 
No, that was perfect. That's what we want to hear. And we didn't have to coach or anything. So yeah. But yeah, just, uh, and I'm sure in a year I'll have a better answer or a more coherent answer, but, um, just from what I've seen now, still kind of like dipping my toes in, but yeah, just a lot of opportunities. Um, I've been super impressed with all of like the faculty I've met, the professors I've had so far. Yeah. I think it's a great, great school. Well, we're glad to have you for sure. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. We really yeah. appreciate you being on the the first episode. Well, we we had a prior Zoom episode where we kind of tested everything out, but you were really our our guinea pig first mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> guest. So thank you for being flexible and willing to do that. Yeah, no problem. It was actually pretty fun. Excellent. Always glad to hear that. So yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>